Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Where the, welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, uh, had a birthday. Yeah. Had a birthday. 64 years old. Interestingly enough, I retired at 34 years of age. That's exactly 30 years later. And, you know, they say hindsight is 2020, and, and say it pretty much is. Uh, problem is, is that by the time you have that hindsight, it's too late. It's over. You've already played your cards. So today what I want to talk about is I'm going to talk about a little bit about that 30 years and what I found to be true. And then I also want to talk about what happens after age 65. And um, it's really something I don't know what happens after age 65, but I'm just going to give you a presentation of how I look at it. If any of you out there have a better thought, go ahead and get in touch with me and give me some good ideas. But went out to eat uh, dinner the other night with my friends, and you know they gave me a bunch of gifts, but most of them were books on how to age <laughs> I guess my friends don't think I'm going to take aging very well, and they're probably right. I just really don't like the idea of aging. And it, it doesn't really fit in with uh, my thought process at the time of my life that I came up with my basic goals in life. One of the things that I did at an early age, and whether it's good or bad, we'll discuss today, is that uh, I came to the conclusion that my dad had died by 65, my grandfather died by 65, my uncle died by 35. And there was like three or four men that were major male figures in my life. Almost all my family, the males, died by 65 or thereabouts, 65, 66, whatever, you know. And they all died by things that had nothing to do with getting hit by a car or shot or, I mean, they, they died from internal problems heart attacks, cancer, uh, lung cancer, skin cancer, um, bad kidney, you name it, family members are dying, but they're almost all uh, genetic things. And so I figured in my life, being young, I saw that. I said, you know, I'm going to play the game differently. I'm going to play the game as if it's over at age 65. Push in all your chips, it's done. Either you uh, win or you lose. I used to call it uh, die young and leave a beautiful corpse, <laughs> basically, instead of becoming a withered, old, dying person. 
And um, the beauty of making that decision, you know, if there were some positives, was it that it got me off my couch to go do things and made me make decisions based on the fact that you better do it now. You better get it done. You better enjoy it. You better have it. But you better do it now. One way or another that it was going to not last forever. Now, you counteract that with the fact that I'm actually a type B personality and I don't like to move fast. I like to move slow. So that's why the discussion today uh, will be about how I moved through my finances and uh, the step-by-step approach that I took. But before we go through what I already know, that I know I've been teaching you for 30 years, I want to stick with this point of where I am today. And uh, these people give me a book. The book is called uh, Younger Next Year. I haven't read the book. I went through the, the introduction. Actually, I didn't even read the introduction. I just read all the chapters, looked at the chapter head names. And then I, I turned to one chapter. This sort of was the starting point for all this. And I'm going to read you a paragraph out of that chapter because I think it's important. But uh, again, I'm not promoting this book. I'll read the book and I'll come back and tell you if it's worth reading or not. Um, but the, the concept is that my friends are going, and I think they see this in me, that, okay, you have planned your entire life to end by age 65. I'm 64. I got one year left. And so what they're trying to get across to me, because I have friends that are 68 and 70, and, you know, they're older than I am. Most of the people I hang out with are older than I am uh, because that's who I financially align with. That's who I intellectually align with, with older people. I always have. Even when I was a kid, I aligned with older people. But as I, I go through this, they're trying to tell me, well, you can't live like you're going to be an old person, you know, and you can't reconcile that you're going to die in one year. Those two things don't reconcile very well because you don't seem like you're in a situation to die. Now, I will say I've had almost everything in the world that could go wrong with the body, go wrong with it. Every single part of my body has been injured, hurt, got sick, operated on one way or another, every single part. And so in that situation, it's like I thought I died a thousand times. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I almost died when I was a kid, like eight years old. I had uh, my appendix rupture. My parents didn't think that, that was important. And so they didn't take me to the doctor until I was almost dead. And then they put me in the ambulance and said that in the ambulance ride over there, they had to revive me. I, and I had gone. And they gave me the shock and brought me back and all that stuff. And so I think I've been dead once, but don't really call it dead until you actually are dead. But, you know, it, it's happened. I had cancer. I was going to die from that, didn't die from that somehow. Um, I had all different kinds of things. Staph infection took me down pretty bad. Um, I go on and on and on. I don't want to be so morbid, but the point I'm making to you is that if you sat here with me for two hours, I could tell you about two hours worth of stories of things that have gone wrong with me. And yet I'm still here. So why am I telling you all of this? Where, where am I going with this? Well, let me read this paragraph to you if I can get this in. What time is it? 13? I think I can get this in before the end of the break. It's just a, just a paragraph. And I thought it was an interesting paragraph. And it's basically talking about how you see aging. And it states, and I was just going to read it directly to you, here's what you think you know. 
you turn 60 and your feet are on the slippery slope. I have neuropathies. I'm just I'm throwing this in. I have neuropathy. I can barely walk. The long side into the old age and death. You're on the long side into the old age and death. Every year, a little fatter, a little slower, a little weaker, and more pain racked up through your body. I mean, it's exactly the way I feel. You can't hear. You can't see. <laughs> I've never been able to see, but it's getting worse. And uh, you, you can't hear. I've never... I, People tell me that all the time, huh, huh? Your hips go, your knees go, and the great friend and amusing companion of your youth curls up and goes to sleep in your lap. Except when you have take a leak, which is every half hour now. You get petulant, your conversations go stupid, your teeth are bad, yellow, and your breath isn't so great. You don't have any money or hair and your muscles look like drapery. You give up, you sit there and wait, you go to the nursing home, you get tied to a chair. Here's the graph and it shows you healthy at age 40 to dead by age 76. It's just a graph they show, typical person. And so as I read through this, I was going, mm-hmm, 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 boom. There's two things here that didn't happen. One, I have money. Lots of money. So I solved that problem. And two, I have muscles. Sure, I don't look like Mr. Texas, but as of about six months ago, I'd gotten this fluke where my daughter a year ago was training for a competitive uh, professional bodybuilding contest. And I thought, man, if she wins this, I don't want to get up there on stage and take pictures with her looking like a you know out of shape old man. And so I took my body weight from when we got married. I got down low as I could when we were getting married to 214 so I'd fit in a suit. And from that, which was uh, July 4th, to a year later by July 4th on our wedding anniversary, I was up to 255. So I'd gained 40 pounds lifting weights. And I just got, I got hooked again. I go, man, this is incredible. And I was one of the bigger guys in the gym. <clears throat> Had a lot of muscle. Didn't have a lot of strength because we got bad joints everywhere, but had a lot of muscle and was enjoying it. Then COVID came. And all of a sudden they're telling you the people that are going to die have diabetes. I have diabetes. They have high blood pressure. I have high blood pressure, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So when we come back, we'll talk about how the world changed the day that that started. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. The right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America. One person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing aging and how to reconcile your choices in life, both physically and financially. And so I was just telling a story about how 
uh, a year ago, I decided to g gain a bunch of weight and get back into bodybuilding again, and really not competitive bodybuilding. I just wanted to be, I wanted to look good for pictures with my daughter if she won this national contest, right? And so, but I got hooked. I got hooked on working out again. The adrenaline punch is unbelievable when you're working out and you're pumping and so forth and whatever. It's really good. Until they had COVID. And then COVID, they said, okay, if you've got diabetes, I have that. You have high blood pressure, I have that. And, um, you know, you're very much at risk. And I realized that at 255 pounds, <laughs> my high school body weight was 185. At 255 pounds, at six foot tall, um, didn't matter if it was muscle or not. It was weight. My heart, my blood pressure was super high. Uh, my blood sugar was high, very high. And I said, okay, I've got to make a choice here. At 60 years of age, 64 years of actually 63 when this was going on, I'm now 64. I have to make a choice. And these are the kinds of choices you make. And I said, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to go into a completely different mode. And I'm going to become the healthy old man. And if you ever see healthy old guys, they're tall and lean. Or as my friend Frank is, he's medium height and lean. But the bottom line is, is that all healthy old men are lean. They get rid of the body mass because it's hard on the heart. It's hard on the kidneys. It's hard on the blood pressure. And the more mass you carry, the harder it is on your body. And then, of course, there's all other kinds of things. So the other day, as I was losing this weight, I decided, okay, I'm going to get out of here now. And I've lost, I went from 255 to 235. And I said, okay, I need to be down way lower than 235. I need to get down to like 220, another 15 pounds. So I decided I was going to go on an aerobics training bout because I'm not, they closed the gym down, the 24-hour fitness. Now, I have a gym in my garage. But um, I decided what I was going to do was start doing more aerobics. So I went from lifting a lot of heavy weights to doing um, an hour on the bike. And I started out, by the way, I just want you to understand, don't kill yourself. I started out with 30 minutes on the bike each day. Then I went to 45 and then I went to an hour. And now I'm at the point where I do an hour, I get off and uh, come back later in the day and do another hour uh, or more. Because if you can rev up your metabolism more than one time a day, your body really starts to get in shape a lot faster. So what I decided was I'm not going to lift a lot of heavy weights anymore because my joints hurt and everything and I really don't need the extra mass. So I'm going to work out just three days a week with weights. So on the weight days, I do the aerobics for an hour, then I do the weights. Uh, and then now I'm so far into the training program, I'm doing aerobics for an hour. I'm doing the weights the three days a week. And then the rest of the week, I don't do any weights. And then I'm coming back for another hour of aerobics on the bike. And I found uh, the other day I got bored and I was sitting there, had nowhere to go. I was waiting for my wife to get ready to go out for a birthday party. And uh, so I just rode for two hours straight on the second ride. So I'd done three hours and a late weightlifting day. So I did three and a half hours. And I, I woke up into my mind, or it came to my mind is a better way to say it, that, wow, I'm not even sore. I'm not even tired. And I remember a month or two ago, I got on that bike and 30 minutes just kicked my booha. It just, and I was sore for days. And that's how the body adjusts. So as I'm reading through this book, the chapters, I'm just reading the, the headlines of the chapters, and it's talking about health into your 80s. 
And as I'm reading the chapters, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar enough with fitness to know what each of these things mean, but it's, you know, pretty obvious. Um, the new science of aging, swimming against the tide, biological growth, tendencies, things that bump in the night, life is an endurance event, biology of exercise, the heart of the matter of aerobics, the kindling trick, the world of pain, biology of strength and training, the ugly stick of curiosity, chasing the iron bunny, don't lose ga, <laughs> don't lose blank pounds. Uh, word I can't say on the radio. Biological nutrition, uh, take charge of your life, Teddy doesn't care, limbritic brains, uh, goes on, connect and commit, things to go bump in the morning, uh, sexual activity at elderly age. I gotta read that one, that's good. So on, but the bottom line is, is that what it is, it's it's a whole different way to look at life, or it's a different set of goals. And I was reading in there, and one of the things it said was, is that you now have the goal, and it's almost like it's a job. It says, take on your elderly fitness and health like a job. And the job is, now, I don't work anymore. I don't have any, you know, I have enough money to live for the rest of my life. If I live till 100, I could live like a king. So it's, we're not out there making money anymore in life. We're out there doing things that are productive because it's necessary for your brain to keep functioning correctly. If you don't get out there and do things, your brain is going to be lost. And that's why I still do radio shows, why I still do seminars, uh, while I still spend time mentoring people and taking emails, because it keeps my brain sharp. I have to think about things, figure things out, and get on top of them. That's what's important, right? That's the big point. Now, physically, I've got a plan. Physically, I'm going to take my body weight back down. And I know what I look like at each and every body weight because I've, I came up from one, 200 in fourth grade, then I dropped to 150, then I went to 180, and then I went to 200, then I went to 220, then I went to 240, then I went to 250 and 255. I know what each body weight looks like on my body. I know what it feels like on my body. And um, so it's just a matter of going, okay, where do you want to be? Just let's point to the part you want on this chart where you want to be and go there. And I'm sure what this book is going to say is that once you realize you have that power, then there's no need to age at the, at the hmm, what's a good word for it? Since I haven't read the book, I don't have the good words. Uh, you don't need to age at the rate most people age. Now, let's talk about finances. Let's talk about this term in fitness and let's talk about this term in finances. I'm gonna call it, what you don't use, you lose. So if you just live off your sack of life in your body, okay man, I'm just gonna just, from this point on, I hit my 64th birthday, I only have one more left, I'm just gonna stop working out, start eating, I'm gonna live it up this last year and just do everything I do, and I would be dead in one year, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I could eat myself into oblivion, I could drink myself into oblivion, uh, I could lay around and laze out and do nothing into oblivion. Those are easy choices. But what I wanna tell you is that you're doing the same thing financially. See, I get up every day, I've got 10, 15 different emails a day on projects people are trying to sell me. I'm looking at projects. I'm talking with brokers about projects, about different investments I wanna make, and I'm constantly evaluating them. I think I bought two businesses this year. And um, I probably looked at 50 of them to buy two. 
And so it's a full-time job. But what does it do? It keeps my mind sharp, and it keeps my money invested. If my money isn't invested, if you don't use it, you lose it. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are discussing aging and different approaches to it, and we've just gone through the fact that um, I've demonstrated over the last 12 months that I can take my body weight up 40 pounds and my body weight back down another 20 pounds and probably even more of demonstrated that even though I have neuropathy so bad I can barely walk sometimes, I can still work out and exercise. Um, you know, the body has all these problems and issues and, you know, you, you are, it really becomes a war once you get old. You have a war with your blood pressure, you have a war with your di- you know, your blood sugar levels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, your cardiovascular conditions, your stretching, your flexibility. All of those things, though, although they are a battle, you're now in a battle against them can be battled and you can prolong your youthfulness. Now, you're not going to be a a ballerina anymore. You're not going to be a, you know, a 50-year-old stud. I remember when I was 50 years old, I I have pictures of me standing there in, you know, like shorts and no top. And it's like, golly, I look like I'm a 25-year-old bodybuilder. But that was 50. 15 years later, you go, well, it's only 15 years. You went 50 years to that. And during those 50 years, you got better every year. (laughs) From 50, you go downhill, right? So it's a battle. But now let's talk about finances. Because we can fight the physical fitness battle, right? It doesn't mean you will, but we can fight it. Uh, But can you fight the financial battle? So let me read this to you. This is uh, National Council on Aging report. Over 25 million Americans aged 60 plus are economically insecure, living at or below the 250% of federal poverty level. Uh, Federal poverty level is 29,425 per year for a single person. These older adults struggle with rising household, ho- rising housing and health care bills, inadequate nutrition, lack of access to transportation, diminished savings, job loss. For older adults who are above the poverty level, one major adverse life event can change today's reality into tomorrow's trouble. Poverty measures. of married Social Security recipients and 43% of single recipients aged 65 plus depend on Social Security for 90% or more of their income. Can you imagine that? 90% or more, 65% of single people, 90% or more, 43%, I'm sorry, 21% of married people, so it's not as bad for married people. More accurate measures of economic well-being include the Elderly Index and the Institute on Assets and Social Policy Seniors Financial Stability Index show millions of older adults struggling to meet their monthly expenses, even though they're not considered poor because they live above the uh, poverty line. Income and employment, 2.1 million older adults on supplemental security receive an average of just $435 each month. 
On average, the older woman receives $4,500 less annually in Social Security benefits in 2014 than elderly men due to lower lifetime earnings, time taken off for caring, uh, caregiving, and occupational segregation to lower paid jobs. So there it is, guys. Think about that. Doesn't sound good, does it? So your whole life you're growing, you're going to work, you're making money. What are you doing with that money? Well, I've, I've watched this show on TV. It's called King of Queens. And it's about this guy that is a um, UPS driver and his wife who is a secretary in an attorney's office. They both have decent jobs. They live in a little house. They had to take in the elderly father because he can't support himself anymore. They don't have any kids. And yet they're broke. Completely utterly broke. He spends all of his money on food, parties, sporting events. She spends all her money on clothes, 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 and clothes. Makeup, clothes, you got it. Purses, shoes, clothes. And they're broke, constantly broke. Now they're in their, let's say, 30s. Haven't got to 40 yet, probably still in their the, the era where they're thinking they could have kids someday, but they really don't want to because it would disrupt the fact that they are working as hard as they possibly can and still have no money. Now, I have nothing to say about this. They need Dave Ramsey. That's all I can say. They need these guys are just spenders. And if you can't save any money, you can't solve any problems. I'll tell you that right now. People that come to me that are broke, people that come to me that have bad credit, they're, they're asking me to teach them how to do something I've never had to do, so I've never learned how to do it. Now, there are people out there that have come out of being broke. There are people out there that have come out of having bad credit. And there are steps you can take to fix all those things. But they're not my people. My people, the one that I help, the ones that I can help, are the people that do go to work, do put aside some money, either in a 401k or IRA or just savings. Um, they do pay all their bills. And, you know, they have decent credit. Doesn't have to be perfect, but they have decent credit. Um, 600 credit score or higher, preferably 700 or higher, but we'll go with, actually in this day and age, I think 650 is considered adequate, 680 is considered okay, 700 is considered good. Right. Um, aspect wise, my credit report, my credit rating uh, fluctuates between 750 and 800, which I think is the top. 800 must be the top. And so you say, well, how do you have all that all that debt, Dell, and have that credit score? Well, because debt doesn't count against you on credit score. You think it does. It's revolving debt. It's the availability of revolving debt that doesn't match your income that interferes with your credit score, which is really unfair because productive debt, like rental houses and apartment complexes and so forth, is actually good. It creates income for you. And so people don't see this, that if you can afford to buy one house to live in, they tell you, well, you can afford a 100,000, 200,000, 300, whatever they tell you, you're thinking that's how much available credit you have. And if you go spend 200 on your own house, you don't have any more credit. That's not true. If you go buy something that produces income, 
the income from that rental income is added to your income to allow you to qualify for a larger amount of debt. Hence, there's no ending how much you can buy. There really isn't, as long as you buy income-producing assets. And so, I figured this out at about age 29, and so, or at least I understood that I was on the right path, started working on buying real estate. By the time I was 34, I was completely retired, um, worth over a million bucks. So I, I call it two and a half years was during the actual buying the real estate that I put in my portfolio that allowed me to retire. But I probably studied it for a year or two before because that's just who I am. I'm a type E personality. I studied and studied and looked and looked and read and read and went to seminars and the whole bit. But once I learned it, and then I did it, and I did it nice and slow, I bought one. Then the next month, I bought three more. I said, man, that's pretty cool. And then after that, I just started buying them as fast as I could buy them. The largest number of houses I ever bought in one purchase was 30 houses in one purchase, all in one subdivision. I bought the whole subdivision. Uh, I bought another subdivision. It had 45 houses, but I bought it in three different packages. I bought from three different investors. So... You know, I did a lot of houses. I had owned over hundreds of houses, I think. Over a hundred houses is my claim. I've never really added them up, to be honest with you. But I know that there's a lot of them. And that was my beginning. Now, why was that my beginning? Because in my beginning, I didn't have any money. I had to take small amounts of money and spread it out by getting good deals, by finding people that own or finance for me, and allowing me to get in for only 10% down instead of 20 or sometimes even less. And I manipulated and worked and struggled and bought stuff. And I bought mostly good stuff, but I bought some bad stuff because it got great deals on it. And I'd get rid of the bad stuff and go, boy, that was a bad deal. Um, don't like this deal. It's in a bad place and bad tenants, bad this, and I'd get rid of it. Luckily, though, in all that time, I never lost any money. But I just kept growing my knowledge base and growing my asset base. Went to small apartments, complexes, 10 unit, 20 unit. Then I bought a, a 40 unit. I owned a 34 unit. I owned a 64 unit. I owned a 68 unit. I owned a 90, 88 unit, 104 unit, 140 unit. You name it, all the way up to 320. So, my friends, it's just a matter of getting started. Take a short break. Be right back. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. So, today we've been talking about aging, and I uh, just went through the fact that throughout my entire youth, from age, you know, you know, 29, when I started looking at uh, real estate investing through age 34, when I retired from uh, my corporate W-2 income job. Um, thereafter, I continued to grow and learn and grow and learn and grow and learn. I think that's something that has you have to do to, number one, grow your wealth to the point where it support you the rest of your life. But number two, uh, it gives you something to live for, to think about, to grow it. I mean, you, they, they say as soon as a guy quits his job, he dies. Well, okay, but do we really just quit our job and then sit there and die? That's not really what happens. What really happens is we'll start a business of some kind, 
and you might call it a business. You might call it an investment. Uh, I know that once I got to be 50, actually, you know, 64 or five years ago, I started thinking, okay, now I have to shift my thought process. Just like I, I came up this year, I had to shift my body weight thought process. Now I'm shifting my investment process. And what am I doing? Well, now I'm starting to think about how do I buy businesses that I don't have to work at at all? If I don't go there, if I don't get up, if I don't do anything, how does this business continue to go? Now, many of my businesses were that way forever, but some of my businesses I worked in, like the consulting business. So I had to start giving away jobs that I did in the consulting business and giving other people opportunities to do those jobs so that I didn't have to do those jobs. And then I continued, because now I had more time. If I have more time, what do you gotta do? You gotta do something. So then I started looking at other businesses I could start that didn't take any of my time. And then I started looking at businesses that didn't even take any of my management um, and started buying different kinds of businesses. Now, I'm telling you the fastest way I made all my money is in real estate investing. But when you get to the point where you've already got all the money you'll ever need, now all you're doing is you're just managing the managing your money. You know, it's like, okay, I've already got all the muscles I'm ever going to get. Now what am I doing? I'm managing my health. And you manage your health to make it exist and coexist with where you're at in your life and to maintain it for the rest of your life. So same thing with health. Whether we're talking about financial fitness or physical fitness, we've got to, by the age 60, start thinking about how do we manage this stuff into the rest of our life? What do we do? to be physically fit and be financially fit to survive at age 70. I'm 64 right now. I've got friends that are 70. I know other people that's in their 70s. I know other people are in their 80s. And what you have to do is make sure that the system is set up to get you there and keep surviving once you're there. If you don't have a regular reoccurring source of income and you think you're going to live off a pile of money, you are making one of the biggest mistakes you've ever made in your life. That's like thinking that, okay, I'm 300 pounds. I got a lot of weight to lose, so I won't eat. No, you'll die. Even you'll die 240 pounds. You'll lose weight, but you'll die. And same thing financially. You got, you know, $100,000, $200,000 in the bank, and you're going to live off of it, and it's not going to earn any more money. It's going to go away very quickly, and you will die financially. That's all there is to it. These things have to be managed. And I'm here telling you today, you know, obviously my birthday was the other day, but I'm here telling you this because it's on my mind. I'm thinking about it. What do I do to manage my fitness, my health? What do I do to manage my finances? And I'm thinking that people my age should be thinking that same way, you know? Now, I bring that to the table as someone that has not done it yet. So you can follow me as I figure out how to go through it and do it, you know, see if I can lose some more weight, see if I get my aerobics in great shape, or does doing that much exercise actually destroy my joints and I fall apart and fall down on the ground with a broken body? It could happen that way. I'm going to have to figure out the right moderation of it, right? But I've got to do something. I can't let my body just turn to, you know, turn to dust. And something has to happen. Something has to be maintained. Same thing with my finances. I've got the money. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you've got any women in your life at all, 
And I've got three in my life. And if you can give women an opportunity to spend money, they, there's, you know, I say I have more money than I could ever spend. That's if I don't let them have it. <laughs> if I give it to them, they could spend it overnight. Uh, if I let my wife have what she wants, we'd have a house in California. We'd have a house in New York. We'd have, I don't know if we'd have one in New York, maybe. But we definitely have a couple different houses and some really beautiful places. And, of course, we wouldn't have a cheap little cabin. Uh, secondary house. It'd be like a three or four million dollar second home, three or four million dollar third and fourth home. That's the way she'd play that game. So, um, you know, you have to you have to figure out what it is that's uh, that's valuable in life and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and what you have and what you don't have, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff is, is got to be placed. Saying, Dale, you're not giving me any plan. Well, if you're getting the lifestyles unlimited, we'll give you the plans you need. We'll help you build that plan for yourself where you're at financially. You got to start wherever you're at, and that's the other thing you got to realize. I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60 years of age. You come into me at 60, and you have the money that a 30-year-old has. You got to start where the 30-year-old is. You come into me and you're 30, and you've got the money of a 50-year-old. Then there's no need for you to start as a 30-year-old. You can start as a 50-year-old. You can start out. Boom! I just bought a business. Um, actually, I'm in contract with it right now. That it will bring me another $9,400 a month. You go, God, Del, if I could buy one like that, I could retire. Of course, you could. But I buy two or three or four of those a year. And you do that for 20 or 30 years straight, and pretty soon it's not thousands a month you earn. It's not even tens of thousands a month you earn. It's hundreds of thousands a month you earn. And that's because you have not one business, but two or three or five or ten. And that's the accumulation process that gets you where you want to go. Right? Now, some of the businesses I elected to sell. And I sold them because they were very management intense. They were properties in very tough parts of town. And we wanted out of them so we didn't have all the uh, associated challenges that come with it. By the way, not, nothing to kill you, but just it's like, oh, my God, and somebody else burned another building down. Oh, my God, somebody shot somebody. Oh, my God. All those kinds of people. Yeah, the ones you see on TV. You know, the ones you see burning buildings to the ground, those kinds of neighborhoods. And we got out of them. Said, okay, let the young guys fight this battle. That's not our battle anymore. So we sold those and we bought Class A apartment complex. And heaven forbid, looks like we've come to the end of the show. Guys, remember this. It's not the money. It's your long, long, long lifestyle. Have a great day. To the Del Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.